Exodus chapter 15, verse number 22. And so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the water of the Marah, for the they were bitter, therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried out unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet, and there he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt thou do that which is right in his, his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came into Elam, where there where were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees. And there they camped. There by the waters, let us pray. Father, we just thank you today, Lord. We thank you for your mercy and grace, and Lord, we pray that you would uplift hearts, Lord, and encourage us in this world that we live in today, Father. And Father, we just ask you to bless those who stand in need of touch from you this morning. We ask you to touch each one of us, lift us up, and encourage us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Here in the text, we're in the early history of the nation of Israel, <clears throat> And these people went down into Egypt the day of Jacob and Joseph, but they are coming out as a nation. They, they went down in Egypt with just a few hundred of people as a family. But now they come out of the, uh, Egypt uh, in the millions today, in that day. And they're the nation that would be known as Israel. <clears throat> when we study the early history of nation of Israel, we see several things that mirror that of the New Testament church this morning. A picture and a type of those of us that have been saved and uh, washed in the blood of Jesus and know the Lord as our Savior this morning. We find that uh, they came out, came out of Egypt. They were in bondage for 400 years. Uh, they were locked up in chains and they were doing the work of slaves. They could not get loose. They could not liberate themselves, and they couldn't get freedom for themselves. But God one day sent a deliverer out of the wilderness whose name was Moses. And Moses came with signs and wonders and the miracles of God with and the power of God in his life and with the blessing of God behind him. And because of this deliverer and because of the blood of the Passover lamb, God brings His people out of Egypt. As a matter of fact, uh, the book of Acts calls the, uh, these people the, the, the church in the wilderness. They were called out assembly. They are a picture of us this morning. And we were in bondage. Uh, we could not get loose from the devil. We could not get loose from the taskmaster. But thank God one day uh, God sent a deliverer into this world. God sent his own son named Jesus and through the blood of the Lamb of God to take away all the sins of the world even though I may still be in this world I am not of this world. I, I've been redeemed. I, I've been given the righteousness of Jesus Christ and, and we're called out 
as the assembly of the church of Jesus Christ. We find that the, they crossed the Red Sea. In chapter 14, uh, we find the children of Israel getting to their first obstacle. They come, something they couldn't get around, something they couldn't get over. And Pharaoh is coming down on top of them. Pharaoh's, the Pharaoh is getting close to him. And, but uh, uh, what a miracle God does for them. God parts the water. And they cross over on dry land. And when they get across to the uh, other side, I love this, they, they start singing, they start shouting. I love it when, uh, when God's people are getting excited, when God's people get to shouting. I love it when God's people get to singing and remembering where God has brought them from and where God has taken them to. Can I say that uh, I ain't what I used to be. But praise God, I'm not what I used to be anymore. Praise God, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm heading to a place. I, I'm going to a place that God has prepared for me. I, I'm going to be in heaven one day. I, I get excited to thinking about that. I, get it, uh, uh, I just find that this bubbles up in my spirit when I start thinking about my home is not this world. I, I'm just passing through, but I, I have a place in heaven. Uh, we see them uh, uh, coming across the Jordan, uh, the Red Sea. The truth of the matter this morning is many of us can testify. We've had a lot of a Red Sea experiences in our life. Something that we couldn't get over, something we couldn't get through, uh, and we couldn't do it by ourselves, but the good hand of God graciously brought us through the things that we could not do ourselves. Then we see the, the children of Israel there at Marah. You know what they're about to find out? They're about to find out that walking with God is not always Red Sea experiences. It's not always going coming out of Egypt with a, a right hand and shouting victory. And sometimes walking with God leads us to bitter places in life. The text, they came to a place called Marah. <clears throat> they were walking through the desert and their water supply is gone. They're, they're getting thirsty. The stock, livestock is getting thirsty. They're getting thirsty. Then they notice this water up ahead of them thinking everything's all right. I, I see the water ahead of me. Everything's going to be all right. And they hurry up and they get to this water thinking I've got it made. I, I've got it made. And when they taste the water, it's bitter. They realize that this is, they're in a bitter place. They had ran into a disappointment in life. Deliverance now has become a disappointing. Can I tell you my experiences? I've had more experiences in my life serving the Lord. I wish I could say that the Christian walk is always shouting and singing and seeing God parting the Red Sea, seeing God deliver me. But the truth of the matter is, 
There are some times in the Christian life where God brings us to bitter wells of life. You thought your life would, wouldn't go this way. You thought it wouldn't happen this way. But it turns out to be disappointing. Marriage is breaking up. Children gone astray. Death of the loved one. Loss of finances. No help. No way out. Everything has been a, a, a mar in your life today. And some of us right now are living in a mara, in a bitter place in our life, a disappointing place in our life. But can I say to you this morning, just because you wind up in a mara, you don't have to turn into a mara this morning. Too many people uh, doesn't let a mara make them better, but it makes them bitter. It makes them, uh, it won't let them make it uh, 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 sweet, but it makes them uh, uh, hateful this morning. So I'm preaching on this thought this morning just for a little while. The ministry of Mara. You might say, how in the world can Mara actually be a help to me? How can Amara be a blessing in my life this morning? If, I, if you let me, let me show you some, several things this morning from the text that we've read about the minister of Amara. First of all, we see some things that happen in Amara. There, there is a realization of Amara, a realization of Amara. If you're being, if you listen to me, and if you're looking, and if you'll be sensitive, there is some realizations that God can give you in your heart at a morrow. You say, what is the realization? Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Mara was no accident. It's not an accident uh, that they're here this morning. Some of you may arrive at your mar in your life thinking God has taken a wrong turn. God has messed up somewhere along the path this morning. I, I can't, uh, I can say uh, this mar is no accident in the plan of God. How, how do you know that? How do you know that this mar is not an accident in life? Turn to chapter number 13. Turn to chapter number 13. Read with me. Verse number 22, 21. Start with 21. This not an accident where they're at this morning. And, God, and the Lord went before them a day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. To go by day and night. He took not away the pillar. He took not away the cloud. By day or by night from before the people. You, you see this right here. You see what I see? This cloud had been leading them through the wilderness. Uh, it led them out of Egypt. It had been leading them the whole time. And God is leading them to where they're at right now. God brought them to this morrow in their life. God, God is trying to show them something. And, and I believe God, if you let God this morning show you something in your life, the same God that got them out of Egypt, the same God that brought them the Red Sea, 
is still the good God. Even when you wind up in a bitter place in life, God is still good this morning. Can I remind you what Job said? Uh, where shall we receive a good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? The Lord gave, the Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can I tell you something that will help your heart this morning? You're sitting here this morning, whether in a happy spot, sitting here in a bitter spot in your life. If you are a child of God, there's an unseen hand has led you to the place and God has good on the mountain. He's still good in the valley. When everything is well, He's the same good God. When everything turns bitter, He's the same good God. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. Uh, You've been redeemed. Uh, There's a realization this morning. God led us to the point that we're at right now in our lives. And that good God, same God that brought them out of Egypt, same God that led him across the Red Sea is the same God that is leading you this morning. You know what a blessing is? While they're at this place called Mara, while they're sitting there at this place of Mara, and the, while the water is bitter to drink, the cloud is still there. It has not left them. Uh, they may be in a bitter spot. To, they may be in a horrible spot. They may be in a disappointing spot. But that cloud is still there. Amen. They are still under the sheltering arms of the cloud of God. They have the shade of God's cloud over their life. They are still with them. He has not forsaken them. God was showing them just because you're in a bitter place this morning does not mean I have left you. I haven't forsaken you. I am still here. They looked up and they could still see the cloud ahead of them. God brought them to this place. Just because you're in a bitter place, that doesn't mean God has forsaken you this morning. Doesn't mean God has turned his back on you and walked away. God is same yesterday, today, and forever, the Bible tells us. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even in the bitter waters of Mara, God will still be there with us this morning. If you had a Mara this morning, God, God is not taken back by it. God, God is not sitting on the throne and who I didn't see that coming. That caught me off guard. God is orchestrating everything in our lives around us, uh, in our our morals and in our mountaintops. God is orchestrating. God has led us to this place. God has brought you to this place. And God says, hey, I want you to realize I am still God. I haven't forsaken you. And if I'm good God on the mountaintop, then I'm the same good God in the bitter parts of your life. That's the realization God has brought us to this place in our life. And if we'll let God show us, that will encourage us. But not only there's a realization that Mara, we see that there is a revival 
that morrow. God revives the bitter water. And I love what he uses to revive the bitter water. Verse 25, and he cried out unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters turned made, made sweet. There he made them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. Do you see what brought the reviving in this bitter place? Not only did it bring a reviving to the bitter water, but it also brought a reviving, reviving to the bitter people at this place. They, they were some bitter people because they allow the, the waters of Mara to make the spirit bitter. Because the Bible said they began to murmur against the Lord and Moses. That, that word murmur there means to complain, moan, groan. Belly aching, you know, Baptist people, exact same ones. They had gotten bitter about the station of life that they are in. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest with each one of us this morning. We've all been in places where God has set our lives at. And then we've complained. We murmured. We whined. We bellyached. Lord, why did you bring me here? Lord, why did you do this? I've been in some places where I bellyached, moaned and groaned, complained about it, even gotten bitter about it. I've been there. We, we find these people murmuring and complaining. You see what makes the bitter better what makes the sour sweet what transforms the revival the story is Moses when he throws the tree in it it makes the bitter place and the people are satisfied and they're sweet this morning what are you trying to say preacher I'm bitter I'm mean I'm griping I'm complaining I'm bellyache well we do if you're in a bitter place this morning and you're sitting here and, and, and getting a little bitter in your spirit this morning, the quickest way to revive you out of that bitterness, the quickest way to get out of that bitterness is to stop dead in your tracks and get back to the tree. Throw it in the water of your life. And let him take the bitterness. Let him take and make the sweetness in your life again. We've been there. I've been there. You've been there. You say, what good will the cross do in my bitter place? I've never been in a bitter place that if I start to thinking about Jesus and what he did for me, what he, how he died upon Calvary, he shed his blood, the Son of God suffered and bled for me, that it didn't lift my spirit. That it didn't make me sweeter. It reminded me the things, how bad I was. And no matter how bad it is, it ain't all that bad. He loved me. He gave himself for me. He suffered for me. The tree, tree makes bitter things 
sweet this morning. You know what the tree would do this morning for you? When you get started and get it better, it will give you compassion towards others. Because when you throw that tree into your life, you remember what he had compassion on you and I. God wants me to turn around and give it to somebody else. It will make you to have compassion towards someone that you're bitter at, though it's going through a bitter spot in their life. When you're in a place where it seems that you can't get out, you, you in a mara of your life, a bitter place, get to the cross. There, there in London, there's a place called the Charing Cross. And, and it's been designated and pointed out that this is the exact center part of London. And it, this place is a roundabout. If you like roundabouts, you need to go back to the Bible and get saved again. There are six rows that comes into this roundabout. and this, It is the exact center of London. The story goes that it was this young girl there, the young girl, she's nine, ten years old, and she was standing there uh, crying and got her head hanging down there, and Bobby, that's the police officer in London, comes up to her and says, uh, what's wrong? She says, uh, my mama said, uh, stay right here, and she'll be right to me, and that's been over an hour ago. She starts crying. I want my mama. He said, what's your phone number? I don't know. Then he said, well, what's your address? She said, I don't, I don't know. I want my mom. I don't know. He says, is there anything that can help me get you to where you need to be? She hung her head down and she'd gotten ready to stare up and all of a sudden he's, her head shaked up and her eyes opened up and says, yeah, the charring cross. If you can get me to the cross, I'll find my way home. Listen to me. If you can get to the cross, you'll find your way home. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, all you have to do is get to the cross. It will take the bitterness out of your life this morning. There's been some times in my Christian life that I got to wondering. I got into a barren, bitter place. I lost my way. I had to get back touch of God. If you're that this morning, you need to get back in touch with God. Get back to the cross. It will lead you back to that blessed Redeemer. Get us back to that bleeding side. It is the way that points, it is the marker for every child of God this morning that revives a child of God in his life this morning. We find that there is a realization that tomorrow, we, we find that there is a revival at tomorrow. Hold on. About ready to get good. I love this one. Really do. Not only there's a realization, not only is there a revival, but there's also 
a removal. Verse number 27. And they came to Elam. Elam means palm tree. Where, there, where dwell twelve wells and threescore ten palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. That blesses me. Because I realize they didn't stay at Marl forever. After God started to turn bitter things to sweet, he said, I'm going to take you to a place called Elam. I'm going to take you to a place where there's plenty of sweet water. There's good shade over your head. Can I give you some good news, child of God, this morning? The Lord doesn't leave us in Mara. God moves us out. Mara, listen, look, what I'm saying, I have known some Christian people, listen to me, that came to Mara and they refused to move. They refused to leave it. They got to Mara. And yes, it was bitter. It was a disappointing place in their life. And I'm not uh, minimizing the bitterness that they were going through. I'm not minimizing the, uh, the pain while they were there. But you can't stay there. Because if you stay in Mara, you're going to be as bitter as the water. I know some people, listen to me, I know some people that when they came to Mara, instead of moving on, when God led them and getting out of that, it became a focal point in their life. All they can do is relieve it and relive it, relive it over and over and over. When you talk to them, they talk about the past. They're still living in the Mars of life. God said, I want to bring you out of that. That place is there is just to teach you something to move on with God. Amen. It is not a testimony for God. But God brought me here. But God brought them here. But now I won't leave. You can be around somebody that's been in Mar for too long. You can almost taste the bitterness that runs off of them. You can almost smell the bitterness that's coming from them. That is not God's Will for anybody to live in Mara. It's God's will to lead you to Mara to make you better, not bitter. Amen. So that you may help someone else along the way. We've all gone through Mara's in our life. We've all seen the disappointments in our life. But you ain't supposed to linger in that disappointment in that Mara. You're not supposed to stay there because God wants you to help somebody else that's going through the same thing that you're going through, that same path that you walked on. God is wanting to let you to go to them and give them the words of encouragement. Get up and move on. Too many of us like to live in Mara. I find, I find those that live in Mara likes the sympathy in life. Oh, what was me? Oh, what was me? There are those who live on that type of oh, what was me. He wants to take them to Elam. 
somewhere down the road where there's water, palm trees, so that they can look back. Say, you know, I, I, I was there. I was led there by God, and it was a bitter place. But you know what? I, I see where God has taken me to, and I see what God has brought me to. I was in a bitter place. And God has set me down here, Elam. Wherever you at in your life this morning, whatever you're going through in your life this morning, don't stop. Keep on moving. There's an Elam down the road for every one of us, no matter what we're going through today. There's an Elam down the road. And I can look back and say, hey, thank God. God has been good through it all. God has been good no matter where I'm at. If I'm in Mara, if I'm Elam, it doesn't matter where you're at. God has been good all the time to me. And you can testify to the fact. You have been in some bitter places, but he brought you out of it. Mara can be a blessing in your life. Just as long as you keep moving and realize God's got it under control. It's in his hand. God's hand. God, had made, God had, might have led you to this mar in your life. God had may brought you to this place in your life. But let me just say this. You can grieve. You can move on. You can and go through what God has brought you through. But don't stay there. Because you become bitter. And life is nothing but a disappointment after you become bitter. But God says move on. Take that next step. Don't quit. Take that next step. Don't quit. Take that next step. Don't quit. Keep moving. And when you do, just throw the tree into your bitter life. It'll make you a whole lot better this morning. I know that we, some of us right now, are in a bitter place in our life. We're in a mara of our lives. But don't hang out there. Don't hang out there. Because God wants to move you to a better place. God wants to move you to a peaceful place this morning.